0: Welcome to Pearsal Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is
1: Orlando, and we're on episode 240. Yeah, the big 240.
0: (laughs) Yes, it is. Well, there's an echo in here. Is it? Oh, yeah, you know what? It probably probably does sound a little bit different. Um, Hopefully, you probably can't tell on the microphones because I got the microphones dialed in pretty good, I hope. Uh, But, yeah, this room is uh, looking pretty empty. So, uh, our recording studio is also our... My, my storage—it's where I kept all of my eBay stuff, or at least a good portion of it. So I had racks in here with stuff, and so it kind of helped create a nice dampering sound in here. But uh it's it's pretty much empty now because I'm moving all my stuff. Yeah, yeah,
1: we're both moving places. Hopefully, yeah, yeah, so. we're,
0: yeah both moving. So it's kind of crazy because this uh, sounds like a goodbye episode, <laughs> but it's not. This, Promise you. No, yeah. So uh, the, the, there might be some some. Uh, Differences in the podcast for a couple of months while we get things figured out, but we're still going to be dropping podcasts. It's all going to be good. Uh, but I, I you, as you know, if you've been listening to the podcast, I bought a shed a while back, and it's going to be delivered and installed on like the end of June. Uh, and I did that because that was when my school gets out, and I wanted to be home when it, when they were doing that. Uh, and then it kind of just the way things happened, I had to actually get out of where I'm at right now sooner. So. Uh, right now, all of my stuff is temporarily in another fifth wheel, not the one I live in, but another one that I, you know, used to live in when I first moved to San Diego. It's just kind of a old beat up junky fifth wheel that's uh, on the property. But
1: but it's, but, but all your stuff, all the camping stuff is gold,
0: right? Your camper. Oh, RV. My RV. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the other one that I'm storing everything in, that one's just like, you know, you don't think it's money. I mean maybe but it needs to be like completely renault it's not like you you wouldn't want to take it out camping right now uh but we're using it as like temporary storage so everything is like just crammed in there it's a little bit tough to get to stuff so we've spent the last week basically moving everything out so it's a bit of a bummer we wanted to just move once but now we're gonna end up moving twice but uh it's going to be okay because the nice thing is we were able to kind of go through and say like, oh, all this stuff isn't listed or, you know, what happened with this or, you know, kind of reorganize some things. So I think we're going to be in a better place once we we get going there. But uh, yeah, this, uh, this is different. And and you, uh, you're potentially moving too, huh? Yeah. But before we talk about
1: that, Hey, if you're first, this is your first time watching us on YouTube, hopefully you've hit that subscribe button. If you're, been watching us for a while, but you you know, because there's a lot of people that watch, but they never hit that subscribe button, right? So please hit that subscribe button, smash that like button yeah. and make sure to hit that bell notification and let us know your comments. Like, did you ever have a time where you had to move inventory or, or rearrange in your place Ugh. and were you glad you did it or you're like, you know what? Uh,
0: I don't know if I'd go down that road again. Yeah, it's not fun. Uh, and don't be a ninja watcher, like Orlando was saying. If you're watching, yeah, hit the subscribe, hit the like. We really appreciate it.
1: All right. So this is going to go with our catching up because this has consumed my mind. So I apologize if I haven't been on much on the Insta stories lately, just because I've been doing a ton of research. I've been talking to a lot of people that I know that I trust that deal with real estate and so on. And so I've been talking on the podcast, I think, for like the last year that I may be moving onto a property. Right. My hope was to buy a property possibly. But if you've listened to the podcast, too, you know that Orlando is conflicted about whether it's worth it to buy something. Right. And so I'm in this place where now my my landlord, my awesome landlord of the last, I don't know, 13, 14 years approached me because the market now is crazy. And it's crazy. I think everywhere. Right. Not just in California, but people are leaving California in droves. I mean, you cannot, there's, there's no U-Hauls to get out of here. Anyways, they they don't live in California. So that's the problem, but they want to sell the property I'm in. And so they offered me the property buy first and it's a condo. And so, you know, I had been wanting to buy for a few years, but right now the prices are just at the top. And so I have major fears. Like I'm a reseller, right? I never buy high to hopefully sell for higher. right? I always buy low to sell for high. And so I'm, I'm really conflicted about this. And the other reasons I'm conflicted about this too, is that I'm running out of space. I have mentioned this before. Like I have inventory, not in every single room, but it's getting to the place where it's like, it's become overwhelming. And so you know, once I heard that news at first, uh, I, I was like, okay, maybe I'll do this. I don't know. I got to look. And then I also started looking at rental properties and I came across a, a pretty sweet rental property. It was everything that I wanted, you know, nice living space, backyard, two car garage, storage sheds in the back. And then the family was like, Hey, if you want another storage shed for your business, we're okay if you want to put another one on here. And the way it's set up is it wouldn't get, a, get in the way of the living space. Like I would still have a pretty decent sized backyard, about a quarter acre, which California, that's, that's good. Like, right? And so at the same time, cost is, you know, is going to change. So I've mentioned before how one of the reasons I was able to go full time was that I kept my cost of living really low. Right, all my expenses were low. Well, or, or now, whether I buy or I rent, I'm probably getting more than double what I've been paying to live somewhere.
0: Yeah, and this is one of the reasons. So, Alana and I always go back and forth. I'm I'm a big fan of owning a house if you can. Um, and one of the reasons why I would say, because you've said in the past, you know, you, you had cheap rent, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 never was raised super high. Uh, but one of the nice things about Buying, and again, I'm not going to tell you to buy because I don't, I don't know everything about your situation. I mean, I know a lot about your situation, but everybody's situation is different. Uh, but when it comes to this situation, you got to realize, no matter what, your your cost is going to go up, and it kind of happened, you know, without you like you weren't the one who initiated it, right? It was like, hey, I'm selling this place. Yeah, I just wanted one more year. So one imagine year. though, imagine though, you get in this next place and you pay more. Let's say you rent, and then let's say in two years they decide they're going to sell or they're going to up the rent because they're going to up the rent i mean people you got a a pretty good deal where they weren't up in the rent but a lot of places they're going to max out the percentage they can Mm -hmm. up the rent every single time so if you buy and you have a mortgage and you know what the mortgage is you're going to pay that same mortgage forever whereas rent will always go up constantly go up and then you don't know whether or not you're going to be able to who knows if you're going to be five years down the road ten years down the road and it's like, oh, I'm out of this place. Now I'm going to have to pay almost double again to get the next place. So, it, you know, for being a person that loves freedom as much as you love, you're kind of at the whims of somebody else.
1: I Well, I am right now. I'm, I'm at the whims of the real estate market. Right? I, my goal was one more year. And what do you guys think? In the comments, you know, should I rent? Should I buy? Is it foolish to buy when the market's at the top? Like, I'm getting 2007 vibes. Because... In 2007, I had friends that were real estate individuals and they were like, Orlando, get in now, like, you know, get a variable rate, APR, like there's no better time. And at that time, I didn't even have the money to do that. So I couldn't do it anyways. And they said, I, but they said, Oh, we'll figure it out. We'll get you a loan. Remember those days? Like anybody was getting a loan. And maybe some of you experienced that too. And so You know, I I kind of, I'm having some of that feeling right now in the sense, and there's another thing, and and this is going to sound weird, and maybe I'll throw this more into our random stories, but I have investments in other places, right? So like crypto right now, if you're watching the crypto space, you're following Ethereum, Bitcoin, like altcoins, like there is a greater return on that right now based on how much you have invested than there is in real estate on the short term. I know you're going to throw in the long term, right? I can't, can we just throw in one of our new sound effects? Are we waiting? Are we waiting? Um, I'm waiting until till Mike has to you lay know, down the law. I don't,
0: I don't, see that's the thing the is, I don't feel like I need to lay down the law that much, cause, okay. cause I'm. Cause my, Mike, is, you're very much like, you should buy. even You're playing it nice, but you're like. Okay, you're, so, and that's, this is the thing is, I'm also not for buying at the top of the market. Yeah, yeah, um, okay. I'm okay. not, I, I don't think that's great, but where I think this is different, and where I would say it wouldn't be, if you're, if I, if I had a choice, I wouldn't buy right now but if i was in your position where i had to move and my new rent is going to be more than my mortgage and i think it's going to be the same okay even if it's the same let me explain why
1: my my new rent will i won't have to have a storage unit okay and i won't have to pay hoa fees if i buy at this place my hoa fees plus my storage unit rental Is going to end up all being the same when you include the mortgage.
0: Yeah. No, that's fair enough. So, even if you say it's the same, so if you can buy a rent and it's the same, at least you're getting equity. And because the interest rates are so low, it's almost like free money. So, if you can afford the payment, then you're constantly paying equity. I think, I think, you know, we've done the math before in the past and the amount of time you've been in your place and we're talking several hundred thousand dollars in rent, right? That's that's equity that you've lost. It's kind of like it's kind of like leasing a car. So, like we've talked before about assets and liabilities. Like the Dave Ramsey show right now. Right. And that's kind of what it comes down to. Like we've talked about assets and liabilities, especially when we did our Dave Ramsey and we did the rich dad, poor dad and houses technically aren't an asset unless it's a real estate that you're, you're renting out, but it doesn't fall neatly into the liability category the same way as something else would. So it's like a car. Um, if you buy a car, it's not an asset for you, but, and, it, and it's really not giving you a lot of equity because cars lose value all the time whereas houses over the long run aren't going to lose value but the difference is i kind of compare it to leasing like you're probably dave ramsey is going to say like don't buy a brand new car buy a used car Mm -hmm. but he would never advise you to lease a car right because you're paying the money and you have no equity you can never sell it and at least recoup some of the cost right Mm -hmm. it's going to go away and all that money is gone it's sunk costs it's in it's in the drain so you know it, it
1: yeah i just i just feel like if i buy right now one i'm buying in a place that. I don't want to live in forever, and it's not. And that, it's not good to buy to flip right now, right? And at the same time, is I lose a lot, lot of liquidity. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. I I appreciate Mike's being. You know, he's hearing me out. I was I was waiting for Mike to just like unload on me and just say like
0: Yeah, buy no, the house because normally I would I would say you should buy. If I was in your position, I think I would buy. I wouldn't be happy about buying at the top of the market, but if I could afford the mortgage. I think it'd be better than knowing that next year my rent's going to go up and the next year my rent's going to go up yeah. and the next year my rent's going to go up and maybe they sell again and I have to move and I'm stuck finding something even worse short term. You know, so there is benefits to it and then yeah, let's say you're in there for a couple of years, you can rent it out, you could sell it later. Um, even if you sell it for the same price you bought it for, at least at least you didn't lose money, you built some equity there. So I think I would I think I would buy, but um, you know, we've all we got all, all got to make our choices. We're all adults here, and so uh, you guys let Orlando know. Should he buy? Again, if you're not in California, it's really hard to to explain. Like a condo here costs the same amount as like a mansion most places. Dude, like
1: 400 to 500K for a condo that's like 1,400 square feet. Yeah. 400 to 500K. And and that's not even like when you're in downtown San Diego. Like you go to downtown San Diego, you're talking about 600K plus, easy. Yep, so anyways, all right. I don't want to be late to point, but hey, we're all about documenting our journey. I guess we'll find out in a couple of weeks what I decided. Uh, hopefully I make the right call. There you go. All right. What, what's going on with you? There, there's more to talk about. More reselling related. But Mike, what's going on with you? Are we, is this random stories? No, no. We're still talking. We're still updating. I did my update. I'm moving. Oh, that's, I thought you were going to talk about the garage sales. Are we just leaving that for the videos on YouTube?
0: No, I mean, I guess I could talk about it. So, yeah, we, we've been doing a lot of garage sales, uh, and this last week was super fire garage sale. Um, and one of the cool things is I've started recording. So, Orlando's always making Insta stories, and, and he's been doing a little bit more with the the YouTube on, on garage sales thrift stores now. Um, but I bought an action camera that I'm going to have strapped to me and walk around, and I'm just going to document the whole thing. Um, and... It's kind of weird. It's a little, you know, nerve wracking to have a camera on and like, what are people going to think? But you know, I try not to make a big deal about it. Uh, Can can I stop
1: you? I got so much respect for Mike because Mike went from when we first started the podcast of like not even wanting to take out his phone. Remember those days? Like you didn't Mm -hmm. even want to look up comps in front of people. Now you're full on camera in your face. Yeah. Like you. Hey, I'm telling you guys. Like. Taking out your phone isn't that big of a deal.
0: And go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, it's true. I mean, most of the time, people, if you've got confidence, people people are going to let a lot of things slide, right? Yeah, I had a few people like ask me, oh, so are you, are, what are you recording? You're recording? I'm like, yeah, you know, I just like to record my garage sale adventures. Oh, that's so cool. Affect any of my deals. I don't know. It might have even helped a couple of my negotiations. Huh. I don't know, right? Like some people might like t- to them. It's cool. It's a story. Like, oh, I'm going to be on this video. I want to. I don't want to be mean on this video. You know. So who knows? There might be some <clears throat> some good psychological things happening there. But yeah, overall, um, it, it was an incredible day. In fact, I'm going to break it up into two videos. So again, if you're not subscribed on YouTube, make sure to head over, subscribe on YouTube because we're going to be releasing more content on YouTube uh, regularly. So thrifting videos, garage sale videos, actually getting to see the negotiations, what we're picking up, explaining the halls. Uh So you don't want to miss those. Um, and yeah, it's it, it was fun. It was interesting to do it with the camcorder. And I learned some things like I'm going through the footage and, and I realized like, okay, like when I'm bending down too much, like I'm just showing my feet. So mm. I'm learning some things as I go. So it's like being now I've got two things to think about. And I, prop, you know, props to you for doing that for so long. You've always been recording Instagram stories while you're negotiating. So that affects, you know, you're not necessarily able to look up comps while you're recording. So yeah. it it does add one more layer, one more thing to think about instead of just getting the item and going. Uh, but, you know, it also lets me go back and review footage and say, hmm, you know, did I, did I miss something here? Did I mess up here? What could I have done differently? So it's almost like a game time, you know, for a uh, football players when they, they watch film before on the team they're gonna play, or they watch their their game after they play it, and they're like, how did I do? What did we mess up, we good? So yeah, it was, uh, that it was is interesting. That is true.
1: I, I hope, you know, my hope is the reason I wanted to go more into YouTube was to show more people like negotiation. Like that is, that's the, to me, that's the funnest part of garage sales. I mean, the profit's nice. Yeah. And if you haven't caught my latest one, you know, I actually asked the lady after like, "Are you are you okay with the haggling? And, uh, you know, she enjoyed it Like, we were cool Like, a lot of people get You know, we've talked about this before That a lot of people get upset Because they're like Oh, you're low body No, no, like That's part of the thrill of garage sale. That's why we do what we do So, yeah Make sure to hit that notification To hit get those videos Yeah Alright, random stories Go for it What do you got? Okay, so You know, I've been talking so much It's consuming my life But here's the thing I have realized how strange I am just now? I could have I could have told you that years ago. Like, I, I really feel like I'm in an alternate universe, and th- this is why. So, with this whole buying and selling, like, you know, I'm reaching out to my friends, and, and <laughs> I had some people admit to me going, like, you know, Orlando, when you told us you're going full time, we, like, encouraged you, we were happy for you, but we didn't think you'd make
0: it. Oh, those are the worst kinds of friends, no, no, man. No, no, you got to get rid no, of those no, people no, in your no, no, life. No, no, no. One of
1: them is a solid friend. He knows who I is. He's a very solid friend. No, no. I no. It just I under but but if you look at it through a non-reselling eyes, right? Somebody like like the other day when I was talking to my new potential landlord, I was kind of like, "Wait a second, like do they believe that I could actually pay the rent if I moved here? Right. Because they're like, Hey, so what do you do? And I'm like, Oh, I sell on eBay and Amazon. You know, I I sell, they're like, Oh, what do you sell? And I said, you know, I sell collectibles, vintage gears. And, and I could just see like, it seemed like it was all going over the head. They're like, whatever, you know? (laughs) And, and then it got even weirder because when I was talking to a few of my real estate agent friends and I was talking to them about like, well, I'm I'm heavily invested in, in, in crypto. Right and uh, actually, right now I'm I'm watching my my Ethereum. If you're not in Ethereum right now, it
0: is well. Who knows? This is we're recording early, so okay. by Wednesday, they might be talking about the Great Ethereum Crash. We're at five.
1: Twenty five.
0: Okay, last night we were under three. I like that it's we. It's we as in like the collective we of everyone yes. who's in Ethereum.
1: Well, because I, I just—it's it's one of those things where it's nice when it's like reselling, right? The reason I feel like I'm an alternate universe is because I'm explaining to people like, "Hey, you know, um, it's like today,
0: today, all of my wealth is in is in cryptocurrencies. Money that's What's not cryptocurrency. Real. <laughs> well, it's a it's a it's a way of of managing money that's non fiat currency that's traded through algorithms. And th- what are you talking about?
1: I I know so. So I also got that. Like when I was trying to explain to people, they're like, hey, so how much do you have in your savings? And I'm like, actually, you know, I have my emergency fund, but everything else is invested in crypto. And people are like, what? Like, so th- the reason I bring this up as a random story is that always understand, like, I do think there's this underlying new generation of wealth. Like that we're just seeing like in the last five years. Now, don't get me wrong. I think there's a lot of lot of wisdom and knowledge from, you know, people of the past that are still around today. Right. But, you know, I think I think there's going to be a lot of people like 20 years from now that we're going to be talking. It's like, oh, so how did you afford this house? Oh, you know, I, I, I did sneaker drops. Right. Or. Oh, yeah, there was this phase in my life where I did thrifting for about five years and then I had enough money and I started buying real estate and flipping real estate. Or yeah, I actually, I got into Ethereum when it was $400 and now it's worth whatever, right? Or Bitcoin. or whatever. And it's like, it's exciting for me. And, and the only reason I'm doing what I'm doing now is because I got out of the grind. Mm. Right. Because and I know this sounds like a motivational speech, but I got to tell you, like when I was a teacher and administrator, I had blinders on. Like, Luckily, I was doing eBay eventually and eventually my eBay hustle was more than my regular nine to five. But this is what reselling allows you to do. Reselling allows you to see the bigger picture, allows you to dabble in more things. Right. You get a little bit of capital. You're like, you know, what? I'll throw some money into altcoins here right or i have some money here you know i may i may buy another property right as as you know not as a liability but as an asset where i can get rental income right even all the books we read those of you that are new to us on youtube there was a time when we had podcasts and we read books which we may go back to eventually. reviewed we reviewed, reviewed okay. books. <laughs> no, yeah, we
0: we didn't, didn't read books. No. We weren't narrating the book. <laughs> no, no, no. I we, think there's copyright <laughs> infringement if we did that. <laughs> no,
1: no, no, no. We read books and we talked about it, And those books have 100% changed the way I do things. I mean, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, the idea of like having money just sit in a savings account and do nothing for you. Like, that's why I started heavily investing. That's why I started putting back money into my business. And yeah, was it risky? Of course it was. But you need to take risks sometimes right and you got to measure what you risk you're willing to take anyways i just i felt like i was living in an alternate universe when i was explaining all these things to people but it should encourage you that we're i think we're still in the early stages of this new wealth i think this is i think we're going to be in a different place 20 years from now i think it's going to look different whether reselling is still going to be the thing whether crypto i don't know but i'm telling you that and we've talked about this man i remember when i was in high school like Get good grades, go to college, get a good, you know, get your degree, get your graduate degree and you're going to make a lot of money. Now, the, sta- the, the data still shows that the data shows that you're more likely to make more money coming out of college. If you graduate with a college degree Oh, overall, I don't know. No, the data is still there. The data is still there. But the data is going to change, I think. I mean, I, I think I think things are transforming. So. Anyways. All right. So that is, that is my, I don't know if that's a random story, but I I wanted to share that.
0: Nice. Well, (laughs) um, so my random story, first one is, um, at one of the, at one of the sales, Actually the one I ran into you. So I ran into Orlando again. Uh, and how how, awkward was that? (laughs) Well, it was, I didn't even know that was you. Well, here's why it was really awkward. So you walked by me. If you watched Orlando's video, he walked by me and didn't notice it was me, but basically like recorded me, like with the stuff I was Yeah, it's on the YouTube. Um, And so I'm like, geez, Orlando basically just recorded my butt as he walked by. (laughs) And then I sneak around later on, like probably 10 minutes later, I don't know how, maybe it was right around the same time you got to the shoes, but I scoot over to the shoes and I'm like, there's this guy bending over, grabbing shoes and I'm on the other side. And I think somebody tells him like, oh, there's somebody behind you. And you stood up and said, oh, sorry. And I'm like, yeah, no, no, sorry, no problem. And I look at you and I'm like, hey, I know you. And so like, I basically got Orlando's butt and he got my butt and we didn't know it was each other. And it's like how many times you run into people? <laughs> well, okay, but the reason I moved fast because there was a pair of
1: Danner boots. I didn't know who you uh, were. I wanted to get them. And I'm like, I'm getting these boots. Nice. Cause I knew who
0: like you could tell I a reseller.
1: Yeah. I, I get I start getting anxiety when I see another reseller and I start moving fast. Mm-hmm.
0: So, nice. Anyways, So, yeah. So, anyways, I picked up, um, and a funny thing too, I was going through that footage and you picked up those juicers. And I actually heard the ladies talking about the juicers. Like, I'll have to show you that part of the footage. Okay, I didn't okay. add it on the YouTube video. But um, anyway, so I'm recording and this, I'm actually looking at some Humphrey Ma- Maud or Maud. I think that's how you say her name, Maud Humphrey Bogart. So, I think it's Humphrey Bogart's mom made some artwork and there were some decorative plates. And I'm looking at these and this lady is like, sees me and she goes, Oh, are those worth anything? I'll let you tell me. And then she's like, Oh, you're recording too. Are you, a, are you a reseller? And so, um, she mentioned that she follows resellers on TikTok. So I was able to tell her about pure Russell podcast and I don't know, maybe you're listening right now. Uh, but it was kind of cool that like the camera actually opened up an interaction with another reseller. Mm-hmm, Cause mm-hmm. I mean, I talk to resellers sometimes, but it was an easy into like, yeah, I've got a podcast and, and, uh, you know, talk about what we do a little bit because I feel like there's, there's so much about the community. There's a lot of resellers who aren't connected into the community and aren't, aren't consuming content. And just by kind of introducing people to new content, it, I think it helps improve everyone's life because they get more follows and hustles and they can learn mm-hmm. things. So, uh, that was kind of cool. And then another thing is, so since we're moving, uh, one of the things we had in our office, so when we first, um, I, I built this dresser, um, when my son was born and it took like six hours, it was a beast to build. Was it Ikea? No, it was uh, it was Wayfair, oh, but this really thing really this thing was was gnarly to build, yeah. and it moved, and I had to move it here, and it became our one of our storage things in our office where we'd keep stuff when we were shipping. So we'd like pack up boxes on there, we'd weigh boxes, we'd have drawers that had tape and stuff in it. Well, we don't have room for it right now, and so we're like, we've got to sell this thing, and we need to sell it quick because we we've only got a couple more days here in this building, and so. Um, I just listed it for $50 on OfferUp, knowing it was going to be gone that day, right? I probably could have got 100 150 mm-hmm. for it, uh, but I didn't have time, right? I don't have a place to store it. I don't want to be waited a, a couple months. I got to move it quick. And so I had so many people reach out, but the first person who reached out said they can come at the time I was able to, to meet them. And so I basically told everybody else, like, I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you. So I'm standing and this person drives up in a car and they're like, I'm here for the dresser and they're in a Toyota Prius. And I'm like, it's not gonna fit in your car. And they're like, no, we already know the dimensions. And I'm thinking, how do you know the dimensions? I didn't give you the dimensions. I didn't take the dimensions. And I was like, okay. And so I walked in and they looked at it and they handed me the 50 bucks and I helped them carry it out. And I just walked back in and kind of watched through the window, I'm like, I'm not helping them load that thing because I basically want to hide because I don't want them coming back and saying, I want my $50 back. Like this thing doesn't fit. they got it in and they drove off with it. And I was like, that's impressive. Were they my people? What do you mean? Were they your people? Oh, like, like hustlers? Like, like, like Latino? Oh, um, yes.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I figured because, man, I, in San Diego, I can say this. Okay. But in San Diego, man, they hustle. Yep. Like, bro, like you go to garage sales and like, you'll see the, the you'll see the trucks like stacked up like 20 feet. And it's like, so when you told me that story, I'm like, they're going get, to get in the Prius. Like, man, they, they, they know what they're doing. Like when they tell you they, they, they did, in their mind, they just did the dimensions.
0: They're like, we're good to go. I think it's like a spe- special talent. That's, that's pretty crazy. it kind of makes me think I wish, uh, I wish I could sell furniture. Cause it seems like there's money there. I, I feel like there are, people are always picking up furniture at garage sales and stacking trucks with them. And I'm like, what are
1: they doing? Well, with they, com- are they-, they, they, they come across, they, they're either like right by the border or next to the border. So if they're on the other side of the border, they'll come in and like they'll come in for the weekend and they'll sell it like at the Swami and come back home with nothing, or they'll go across and they'll just sell it for more cross. And I, man, that's our competition in San Diego though. Like yeah. just hardcore, like four thirty in the morning, like oh, right yeah. roll, man. Oh, so yeah. Got a lot of respect. So respect for that Prius. <laughs> Yeah, good <laughs> job.
0: Was it Prius like barely making it out? Um, I, I ended up going to started of packing up some more stuff before they drove off, but uh, I was like, all right, it looks like they're doing it. Um, put my fifty dollars <laughs> in my pocket, <laughs> locked the door, walked away.
1: Okay. All right, I do have a one random story that I remember. So if you watch my latest YouTube, you caught this at the end. So there's an end to it, and then there's another end, like the epilogue. And what happened is I go, you should watch it. I mean, this estate sale had. Hey, so much good stuff, like killed it. And I've done this twice already. Did I share how I left like a whole bunch of stuff at a thrift store in Arizona? Did I mention that? I think so, yeah. Okay, so is it cause I'm 41 and almost 42 here soon? You is gotta
0: stop on? acting like 40 is super old. Like, it's not 40, old, is, like no. 40 is like, y- you should be like in the top of your but game. How,
1: how did I do this? Like, so luckily I shot the YouTube video. So, cause I'm like, did I buy those? I know I did. And so what happened is we bundled everything. There are two cowboy hats, Stetson hats, by the way, $5 a piece, right? Those go for about a hundred a piece. And I, <laughs> Mike knows the story because I already told him this, this uh, when we were another video. So, you know, after garage sales, I usually go and like, I do my Instagram follow up or I do my photo shoot, whatever for the program. After I did all that, I'm like, where's those cowboy hats? And it's like 40 minutes has passed. I'm like, where are those cowboy hats? I'm like, no, no, not again. So I told my son, I'm like, get in the car, threw everything in. <laughs> yes. You yes. left the Stetsons. Now, there's still going to be a victory at the end, so you can drop the other. Yeah. Okay. So, I get, luckily, this place, literally five minutes from where I live. Oh, right. Okay, so I gun it, like I'm, I'm, you know, safely crossing across certain lights. And then I even, one of my former students goes, hey, and like yells my last name really loud. And like I throw the peace sign and I just keep gunning it because I'm like, I can't stop man, like that's $200. So I turn the corner, I go up there, I run up there, they're like, everybody's looking at me. I'm like, you know, I'm a big dude, okay? So a little heavier breath. And so I show up, I'm like, hey, Remember those cowboy hats? You remember I bought those cowboy hats and I almost said, Hey, I got video to show you, but I was like, I can't do that. He's like, Oh yeah. I was wondering, like, I thought you bought those, put them back. There was another dude that had the hat in his hand and he wanted to buy a, buy them. And she's like, Oh, actually that, 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 uh, that, I forget what you called me, like old man over there or whatever. Nice. <laughs> already, already bought those hats. And the guy looked at me and like, bro, I paid for them an hour ago. I'm sorry. And I grabbed those hats and I felt like Link me the Triforce. And uh, yeah, I, I got my $200 back. Nice, good job, man. So, but man, Happy for you. Always, always be careful with the bundles because you can Oh, you. What happened was I didn't have enough cash on me and I had to go back to the bank. And I think during that whole mix up, you know. Here's the deal. Yeah.
0: I don't know what's going on, man, but you, you, you ship the wrong packages, you put the wrong labels on, you're leaving stuff. You got to start taking some fish oil, I think. Yeah, we got to work on, we got to work on I your did, memory. I did double label something the other day. Oh, gosh. So we won't throw that into the
1: stories. I'm still waiting for the debacle to end. Okay. All right. Hey, before we move on, if you haven't heard about one of our sponsors, AmericanBubbleBoy.com, the best bubble wrapping company out there, hands down. Price, quality, shipping. Definitely. Go to the link below or from AmericanBubbleBoy.com. It's going to tremendously help you and it's going to help the podcast. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm almost done with my final run and it took some time. I ended up getting, the. I keep talking about this, the 700 square feet, right? The 400, uh, not 400 foot, roll. the four foot tall roll, 39 99 Depending where you're at, you can even get it same day. Today day definitely. And there's also a local pickup option. So check them out, AmericanBubbleBoy.com. Yeah. All right. And before we move on, I also wanted to talk about our social media. If you haven't been following us yet, make sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. We are a Pure Soul Podcast. I'm, I'm going to go back and start making some TikToks again. Been kind of off of the TikTok for a little bit. So TikTok's kind of waning a little bit.
0: Is it just waning because you're not on
1: it? No, 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 no. Like, like it's... It, you think it's well, waning? Well, here's the thing. TikTok isn't about dancing anymore. Isn't that weird? I like, think it was
0: only about dancing for like 10 minutes.
1: No, when it was musically and then it switched over. Yeah. But now it's like, all I hear is people talking. And so I wonder like when, I wonder if I should just start talking every day, like no music, just would that be boring though? us, like the podcast
0: and mini snippets. Oh, you're still like doing just music as the background. No. with nah. like pointing at stuff.
1: Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Oh man.
0: Yeah. you Hey, I'm an old man. I'm trying you to follow. You must be in your 40s. I'm, I'm
1: trying to follow the trend. <laughs> Come on, Boomer.
0: So anyways,
1: um, all right. <laughs> well, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. We're also on on Twitter and Clubhouse as Pure Hustle Cast. You can always give us a call, 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. Or shoot us an email, that No, at PureHustlePodcast at gmail.com pierce podcast at gmail.com and uh see my memory so i'm just messing all right and hey by the way grateful for all the itunes reviews we are the most reviewed the largest reselling podcast out there really appreciate all of you and also want to say thank you for all of you i signed up for the yearly memberships for buymeacoffee.com pure hustle now we had mentioned about doing that zoom call mm. right and uh I think we're oh, no we're still planning on doing it. We just yeah. we're logistically it's going to be interesting. We may be in a Starbucks parking lot.
0: Yeah, well, well yeah, we <laughs> might be in several places, but I think it's going to be pretty informal, um, you know, just uh, again, this is just something we're going to do for those who are on buy me a coffee supporting us and it's just going to be a short get together on zoom ask us questions we can all chat kind of almost like a virtual meetup really is kind Mm -hmm. of what it is uh so it's not like a a special episode or anything like that it's just a chance for us to kind of have a little virtual meetup and uh and get to know some of you guys a little bit more and depending on how that goes and feedback we get we might be able to do more of those so again we really appreciate those of you who make pure hustle podcast happen yeah
1: and if you haven't yet been I had a chance to, it is buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle. Link is below. And you can sign up for a monthly, a yearly membership, or just buy us a couple coffees to just say thank you. And uh, I feel like I'm missing out on something. I don't think so. No, no, make sure to subscribe, hit that smash, hit that smash button, hit yeah. that like button.
0: Yeah, smash it. Smash, smash it. the like button. There you go. All right. And now it is time. For- for the news. Take it away, Orlando. All right. So
1: what I appreciate when Mike shares on Instagram, like I always do like the, I you know, like, not not, I'm not throwing shade at you. Okay. So I always just throw like what I sold or some practical thing. Mike, like I do reseller topics, but Mike drops the reseller topics and it like becomes controversial. Like whenever Mike yeah. drops something, I like, boom, all kinds of interaction. I'm like, what what where did Mike come from with this? Right? Like out of nowhere, right? So you, you dropped a new story and it wasn't as controversial. There was one in there that like people like really got lit up about it. I forget what it was. Yeah, I'm not sure, but there was one of them. It just kept going and going.
0: And uh It's probably like, about goodwill. I'm sure. I, I'm, 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 oh wait, the story that shall not be named? Oh no. The story that shall not be named.
1: <laughs> oh no. Leveling up the podcast. That's right.
0: All right. So, or making
1: it really annoying. You let us know in the comments. <laughs> let us know. All right. So, this news story you dropped. So, I love it when, may, why is this mainstream? Whatever. The media starts talking about reselling, right? I always feel like it's slow news day or something. Like they don't know what to do, right? So, the LA Times had this article how to get started reselling common products on eBay and other sites. And what I always love about these news write ups. Like they have no idea what they're talking about half the time. Right? I mean, even here, it's like they throw questions, like they're trying to be like informative. Like one of the one of the headlines is like, is this even legal? Right. And then you read the line. As long as the merchandise has been legally purchased, retailers can't prevent you from selling it again to a different buyer. Some retailers require resellers to deface labels. What? Deface labels?
0: Well, it's kind of like, you know, when, uh, when, when you buy at the Nike outlet and they cut the, uh, lids off the,
1: I guess so, the, you know, barcodes and QR codes. And there have been instances in which brand owners issue in the system. And that's true. There's like viral listens anyway. So they spent this whole time about like how, they talk about how do I find products to resell, which they totally miss it. They're like one of the first, the first line is they should to buy from legitimate sources. One is B stock, which acquires its goods at liquidation prices from big name retailers and websites. And I'm like, what, what? but what like how about you just like go to a thrift store or go to a garage sale right just anyway so they mentioned that then they go are there big upfront costs they talk about fees and so you know you had brought up the question like is this gonna like hurt the resale market right more competition are things gonna change i wanted to hear your thoughts on this because we go over this every once in a while but it's always good to refresh
0: yeah um what i think is this is probably not a bad thing because it brings legitimacy to what we do, right? Like you talked about earlier, when you tell people you resell, the more people, the more commonplace this becomes. In fact, I saw a some research that was done on another major media outlet, and they stated that something like 70% of Americans or 75% of Americans uh, claim that they want to have a side hustle. So it's becoming more and more popular to have some kind of side hustle, whether it's, I mean, a lot of people do reselling, maybe it's just through Poshmark or things like that. Other people do Uber, like there's so many different side hustles. So the more people recognize that reselling is a legitimate thing and that there's ways to make really good money doing it, 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 not that I care what other people think, like I really don't care if somebody thinks like what they think about what I do with my life and family, like I'm, I'm successful I don't really care what you think. So, But at the same time, like you're saying, there might be instances if you're a full-time reseller, you're trying to get into a property, you're trying to get a loan, you're trying to get... And you can have all your papers in order, but if there's that stigma there where people are like, I don't know if this is legitimate. So I think it's good because it provides a little bit of legitimacy. But I don't really think it's going to create lots of competition in the long run. I do think more people might try it. an article like this in the LA times might create another couple hundred resellers in the Los Angeles area for, you know, a few weeks and maybe 5% of those stick around 10% of those stick around, you know, and then of those 10%, maybe only another 10% of those actually like really crush it and kill it and grind it out. And the rest of them, maybe if you do it part time and then the rest are just going to fall away because it's work, it's a lot of work. So I don't think it's a, it's a bad thing. Yeah, I think, I think that's what it is. I think, We've been really clear on Parallel Podcast that reselling is a great opportunity, but it's not a get-rich-quick scheme. Now, of course, it could happen, right? Like you can go out your first time reselling and find like a rare piece of art that's worth a million dollars and you're good to go. Those stories are the absolute 100% exception and not the rule. And so 99% of the time or more, you are going to have to grind and grind and grind and it's hard work, but there's definitely a lot of money to be made. So anytime you hear anybody trying to sell it as quick, easy, not difficult, just no matter what it is, you should, that should be throwing up red flags everywhere.
1: Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And so again, you know, whenever I, you know, the ones that I, that bother me more are the Amazon ones, right? When they yep. do the news story about people that sell on Amazon. But again, it takes, I think it takes a certain of a person like to be able to do this right because yeah you can burn out really fast Mm and recently even on amazon retail arbitrage whatever it is you burn out so don't stress it when these new stories come up i looked at this and i was like first of all they don't even know what they're talking about Mm -hmm. right they probably just try to google some stuff and they came across some information But yeah, there's still plenty out there. Don't don't have that scarcity mindset that like more competition is going to happen and there's going to be less items to to pick up. Now, have things become more difficult in the last 10 years since I started reselling? Yeah, it's become more difficult, but there's still profitable items that I find every week, even on Amazon. Still, I've made more money on Amazon every single year than the year before, despite there being a ton more sellers jumping onto Amazon. All right, next I wanted to talk, I thought this was interesting. So uh, eBay came out with their quarter one um, report, mm-hmm. right? And it wasn't as strong as people were anticipating.
0: Obviously. <laughs> now, this is tied into, what do you think it's tied into? Well, this is obviously a COVID thing because, yeah. I mean, I, I saw news articles where people were kind of shocked and, and it dropped, so the problem with stocks is people get, they get on, on like laser focus when COVID first happened, you saw everybody was going to Home Depot to like remodel their house and to like do crafty stuff and all those things because everyone's home from work. So like Home Depot sales that quarter just were through the roof. Now, the problem is companies kind of recognize like, okay, like this is, this is a temporary thing, but people look at this and go, well, there was a, a, you know, 130% increase over the last quarter. And they did that two quarters in a row. So we could project that this is going to happen for the next 10 years. And it's like no. Like It's not going to continue. There's going to be ups and downs. And so when the down happens a little bit, people freak out and they start selling and it causes stock to to drop. So eBay stock dropped quite a bit. But the reality is that their, their people came out and said, look, we recognize that that we're not going to have the same kinds of sales that we were having you know, last year when all this craziness first started happening. But that doesn't mean that eBay is hurting, right? It just meant we had this huge surge and we don't think the surge is going to last forever. Now, do I think that eBay's actually probably gonna do better? More people have turned to eBay and they're gonna be buying stuff and that's gonna help in the long run, sure. But is it gonna have the same continual growth, right? Is it gonna be able to, to grow 50, 60, 70% every year, year over year? I don't think so, right? Like that's mm. th- Those are unique situations, but that even that one surge in growth is gonna have lasting impact on total number of consumers on the platform. And so if you have a 60% growth this year and a 10% next year, well, that 10% is a lot more than it would have been without that 60% growth. So mm-hmm. it's still okay.
1: And you know, I also wanted to touch on this a little bit because I enjoyed all the comments we posted this new story. So the news story is from payments.com and it's titled eBay joins growing List of online retailers to say post COVID growth will slow. And what I appreciate is many people commented that, well, just because eBay as a company is gonna see slow growth, it doesn't mean individual sellers have to see right. a slowing growth, right? As long as you're still picking up stuff that's relevant, that's profitable, that people are looking for, and you're consistently listening, that doesn't mean that things have to slow down. Like, you know, I still believe, and I've changed my view. I remember we used to have episodes in the first year where I talked about summer slowdown. And then by year two of the podcast, I'm like, I think summer slowdown is a myth. And then last year I said it again, and I still think it's a myth. I think. And I'm not trying to discount anyone, but I think if, if you're able to find items that people are willing to buy at that point in time in the summer, and you're continually listing and being consistent, I think sales will still come through.
0: Yeah. But, but again, if you're, if you're trying to compare apples to oranges, you can never compare Q4 to other quarters, right? So if you're saying, if you're comparing the summer to Q4, it's, it's going to be less, it's (laughs) going to be less, but it's, it's, if you consider like this is just par for the course, then it's not that big of a deal.
1: Yeah. So, so don't let these kind of news stories hold you back. Like just keep finding quality stuff and keep listing, and hopefully the sales will continue. All right. I thought this was interesting. You know, we're talking about crypto today and actually uh, eBay. Uh, I'm trying to find here it goes. This is from uh, routers and a bunch of other news sources. eBay says open to accepting cr- cryptocurrencies in the future and exploring NFTs. And I think this is huge. Like, I think this is really important. I think, th- I think there's a whole population out there that would be willing to buy more on eBay if they can use some of their cryptocurrencies.
0: You don't I, think so? You know, I don't know. I, I see. Here's the thing. I think. I think it helps crypto in the sense of if more places are willing to accept it then it, be, it looks more legitimate and people are are more willing to buy it however if you can pay with cash cash is easier to acquire than crypto like i buy a lot of things on different websites and occasionally you get better deals if you use crypto for it mm-hmm. and some of the websites are like you know i don't know it's hard to explain but anyways um, nothing it's a bad like, it's nothing a lot easier
1: to explain now than like 5 years ago yeah.
0: yeah so um but so certain so certain things like i will use crypto but it's difficult because you actually have to have a wallet. So right now, you wouldn't be able to use the crypto you have in Robinhood to buy stuff on eBay. Correct. So you have to have a wallet, yeah, and you so got to like, put, yeah. you got to convert. And the cryptocurrency, if cryptocurrency is going up right now, you might not want to buy because you're like, well, I could just pay with cash. Because if crypto's worth more tomorrow than it is right now, or if it's dropping, it, it, the values fluctuate a lot more than dollars do. Because I, at one point, I bought something, and I had like twelve dollars left of Bitcoin, worth of Bitcoin that like was in my wallet because I didn't need that much to buy. And it just has sat there for several months and crypto or the Bitcoin went way up. And it's like, oh, that 12 bucks is now worth like 30 bucks. Sweet. And so that's kind of cool, but I'm not going to use that to buy anything that I can pay with cash. I'm only going to use that on websites that don't really like to accept cash. They prefer to accept crypto. And usually websites do that because it's harder for them to deal in cash based off of regulations and things like that.
1: Yeah, I just think it's, I'm glad that eBay is thinking forward. Right? It gives me hope. I mean, I I like the NFT thing.
0: Yeah. That's good because if they can be a platform where you can trade NFTs, that should be a market they're jumping on.
1: Correct, correct. And I think maybe that could help in the reseller space. Because right now, selling NFTs is it's not
0: difficult, but it's tough. Yeah. Nobody wants to like now in a world where you got Amazon that kind of controls like the the retail space. And you can buy everything and it's super easy nobody wants to go to a third party website where it's really hard and you have to log up to buy something or you you have to have have like
1: a metamask account and you have
0: like well and that's if you're doing like crypto but but i'm just saying like if you're just just doing if normal things like if i want to buy sometimes my wife's like oh there's this new pair of sunglasses i want I'm like, all right, oh, it's on Amazon. I have to go to this random boutique site. Oh, I can't just buy as a guest. I have to sign up and put in my email and put in. Nobody wants to do that stuff, right? It's just like one extra step. But as it becomes more commonplace where things like NFTs, if they're being sold on Amazon and eBay and made and produced, then it becomes more open to the public and more likely that it's going to actually see success. Yeah. So,
1: again, I'm a big believer that, you know, rising tide raises all ships, right? So, if NFT becomes a hot thing on eBay, it's going to bring a lot more people onto eBay.
0: I actually saw another article recently that said NFT prices are actually dropping, but it's a good thing because Mm -hmm. what it's doing is it's actually helping find the real value. Because a lot of times when things first start, they skyrocket and then they tank and they skyrocket and it has to level out. But once it levels out, then everybody's going to actually have a real idea of like, what are these things worth? What is worth? What should I be buying? What's, you know, so that's a, it's, it's kind of a good thing.
1: I'm just in shock. You know, like even three years ago, we would never be talking about crypto or NFTs on this
0: podcast. Oh, I would have been happy to talk about crypto, but that that wasn't where we were at. <laughs> I and I didn't been, have the money. I so. didn't even know. I,
1: I remember telling Mike, like when, when Bitcoin dipped like crazy a year ago, I'm like, yeah, this is why I'll never invest in crypto. Do you remember that conversation? Yeah. Right. And now it's, uh, all right. Last of all. Need to talk about Amazon here because this is a big deal. And uh, shout out to the Latin Pickers. Follow them on Instagram. They are some real deal legit booksellers. We actually have an interview with (laughs) the Latin Booksellers. The Latin Booksellers. The Latin Pickers who are booksellers on Amazon. And so if you don't know and you sell on Amazon, Amazon has changed things up. And the way that uh, Christian and Adam had shared with me is that think of Amazon FBA COVID 2.0. And what I mean is, when COVID first hit a year ago, Amazon said, we're only going to be selling essential items. We're not going to, no more non essential items being sent into FBA. No more, you know, everything needs to be merchant fulfilled. Well, pretty much that's what they're doing again, except they're not saying it in that way. And now they're doing, they're going from, no longer are we going to restrict how many ASIN. So ASIN is like each individual product. Now they're saying this is how much product in total, how much inventory you can send in. Right. So give you an example where before, like I'm at a place where, so I haven't been doing a ton of Amazon since January. Okay. But like last year when I was selling clippers, if you guys caught that podcast, I, I kept selling clippers and I was limited that I could only send in 500 clippers at a time. But if I wanted to send in 500, you know, of a video game and I wanted to send 500 of a Nerf gun, I could send all three of those in, right? Up to 1500 items. Well, now my limit's at a thousand. And so I can only send in 333 clippers, 333 of a video game and 333, whatever the other item is that I just talked about. Right? So you can only send so many of an item now, and that's a huge game changer. So what does that mean? Well, there's a lot of books there. So I was talking to Latin pickers because, They have thousands of books, thousands. Now, they're always ahead of the curve and innovative. And so they're, I think they have like a third warehouse now. Like when we interviewed them, they had one. And they have a whole merchant fulfilled side of their business. So they're ready already. They're good to go. But I know there's some booksellers and maybe it's some of you that maybe they had 10,000 books sent into Amazon and FBA and FBA limited them to only 5,000. So they have to pull back 5,000 books, which is heinous. It's a mess. It's not good. So if you remember, I, I've I've changed over time as far as how I do Amazon. So when I first got on the podcast, I had talked all about like sending whatever, right? As long as the rankings decent, you know, if it's a used item, thrift, send whatever in, right? And that's the way it used to be when when amazon fba first started you could sell send stuff 800,000 rank and it was going to sell eventually right used items i'm looking at a cricket box right now like cricket printers was one of the things that i could sell really quick and it'd be ranked like 150,000 then over time i changed where now i will not send anything and for example toys i personally i used to go up to like 100,000 rank on toys that i send now i won't send anything that's even more than 10,000 to rank, mm. it has to sell fast. I and mean, that I just, I don't want it to sit. And so that's the way Amazon wants it now. Amazon no longer wants people sending in like 5 million rank book that'll eventually sell. No, they want, they want their warehouses to be clean and efficient and they, that's why they're
0: limiting people. So sounds like it makes sense.
1: No, it, it makes sense. I mean, it, it, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, it's not tough for me, but if you had approached me three years ago, this would bother me a lot because I'm like, whoa, because there was a time on Amazon where I had about 1500 items in Amazon, in the warehouses. Now I have maybe two to 300 at a time, but I send and I sell within the day it checks in. I'm trying to sell all through all of it. Mm. I mean, I am fast on the stuff. And I think That's what Amazon and so my IPI score, which is your inventory uh, performance index, has to be above a certain number. So the higher your inventory performance index and other metrics about restocking and so on are, the more they're going to let you send in. If you send a bunch of stuff that are slow sellers, they're going to limit and limit and limit and limit. So, So just be aware, Amazon, fast nickel. So you have two options. You can either send a bunch of stuff that sells fast with minimal profit, or you can send in a bunch of stuff that sells fast with a lot of profit and you got to decide, you know, what you want to send in. So hopefully That's that good. was helpful, yeah. but appreciate the line of pictures for having the conversation. They're doing just fine. They basically said, Christian was telling me it's basically the, the same things we had to do when COVID hit and Amazon said, no non-essentials, same thing we're going through, but now it is permanent. There you go. All right. Well, before we go to Bolo's, we got a, school shaver below. Yeah. All right. Tell us about the school shaver, Mike.
0: Skull shaver is awesome. I've actually, since I last mentioned that I had it in my car, yeah. I've kind of kept it in my car. It's, it's been a little easy on, on my way to work. I just bzz, skull up my skull up my shave, S- up shave. shave up my skull. And uh, yeah, the skull shaver is great. I mean, it's, it's, it's really fast. It's efficient. Uh, the battery lasts forever. It's really easy to clean and it keeps my dome looking good. So if you haven't got a skull shaver yet, and you have uh, been blessed with the bald head like us, then uh, do yourself a favor. Treat yourself after a crazy last couple of years, and get yourself a skull shaver. Use promo code PEER, like you see at the bottom, and you're gonna get a nice little discount. Let them know that we sent you, and uh, you're gonna be you're gonna be happy. You're gonna be happy that you've treated your dome to something wonderful. It's a luxury.
1: Yep. All right. Are we ready for our next segment? Oh, yeah.
0: Bolo. 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 bolo, bolo. What's your Bolo? Yeah. All right. So, my Bolo is um, faucets.
1: Oh, uh-huh. that's, that's a good one.
0: Yeah, faucets. Um, A lot of times at garage sales, thrift stores, you'll find faucets in their box. Like, somebody bought them to install them, mm-hmm. and they just never installed them don't pass up faucets. It's amazing the the resale value on those because a lot of times people will be willing to get rid of them for you know basically nothing because it didn't work for my house. And a lot of times what I think it is is they didn't return it in time. It's like, mm. I've I have, I have had that happen to me several times. Buy something from Home Depot. I'll return that later and you put it in a quarter and you forget about it. And it's like, oh, well, there we go. So it ends up getting donated or ends up going to a garage sale. Faucets, whenever we have them, they sell really, really fast. And they're really easy to, to list and ship because usually they're already in a box. Um, if they're not in a box, I mean, it might be a pain because there's a lot of components to faucet, so you don't know if it has the O-rings and all of those. But if it's in the box, they're easy to ship and they have like model numbers, part numbers. And so people are looking sometimes to replace the same one they have or to have the same one in two different bathrooms. I usually can't keep faucets in, in stock for more than a month or two. And they're, they're out the door usually for full asking price. Huh. So pick up kitchen bathroom faucets. If you see them in the box, especially if they're never been opened, uh, but even if they've been opened and you can tell like somebody just, you know, they tried to insult and it didn't work. They're going to sell really good. Just double check. All the pieces are there and pick yourself up some kitchen faucets.
1: Yeah. Agreed. I haven't heard about faucets in a long time. There's some good money to me. It's kind of like door handles. You got to be careful, but if you find the right door handles, they'll sell for good money.
0: Yeah, it's like it's like you're just turning on the valve and letting the money flow through. There
1: you go. All right, we should have an awkward like some like cheese, like a cheesy song. yes. All right. So, have I shared baseball gloves before? Yeah,
0: I, I think have. so, but I don't know. I mean, we talked about baseball gloves. I don't know if it was a specific okay. solo.
1: So, baseball gloves, even for little league, what whatever it's for there's money to be made at the right cost but this is why i say baseball gloves they sell year round and usually you want to pick up like rawlings or wilson one of the name brands you can always check out what kind of glove you have by looking at comps by looking for the model number in the glove model number and you also have to know the size so they'll tell you most of them will say 12 inch or you know 13 inch or whatever and the easiest way to figure that out if if you can't see it is if you take a measuring tape you take from uh, the finger before the web all the way to the bottom of the glove like this. Okay. You're able to find out what the length is. And I got to tell you, I, I sell gloves every week. Hmm. And and the reason I love selling gloves too is because usually it's low cost. People like broken in gloves, right? Have you ever bought a baseball glove and and like you had to put oil on it and put it under your mattress?
0: No, I heard about people doing that, but I never, I never played. Oh yeah, I did that. So it Put takes rubber a, bands on it.
1: it. Yeah, rubber bands. Yeah, it takes a while, but if they're broken in, like people need things quick. And I always ship them out in a padded priority. So I don't lose money on the shipping. Easy to ship. Yeah. Easy to ship. Easy to store. I mean, you don't have to worry. Like, let's say you're carrying a bunch of gloves and it falls. It's not like dropping a mug. Oh, no. All right, which I've done before. So this is why I love baseball gloves some are high profit i've sold some gloves like i think it's a 2000 wilson glove i think i got the right glove those can sell for up to 100 or even more and then there's some gloves that sell for 20 to 30 but if your cost is low definitely worth picking up and uh, listing so that's my bolo gloves i
0: like it all right what are you looking forward to um so it kind of goes back to what i was mentioning earlier in the episode so i'm i'm not looking forward to any more of this move and for the next couple of months, basically, my inventory is going to be a nightmare to get to. Uh, so we're kind of even listing stuff. I think we're kind of expecting a couple of months of slow. And then we're just going to have to kill it in Q3 and Q4 to make up for this. Hmm. Um, but we're OK with that because we're not in a place where we absolutely need the money. Uh, this is this is extra income. Uh, and and it kind of replaced my wife's income. So, you know, we want the money, but um, we're going to be OK. She's also my wife's very close. I guess not very close, but our son is going to be here soon. So she's getting more and more pregnant. Wow. And, uh, you know, it's, it's the Time more pregnant, flies. the more pregnant she gets, the, uh, the, the less reselling is the priority, you mm, know? So, I um, I guess she doesn't get more pregnant. She just, <laughs> she's, she's as pregnant as she's just ever going to easy, be. Easy there, you know? easy there, Um, she just, she's just closer to, to, to the baby coming out. Um, big belly, all that stuff, you know how it goes. Um, but Anyways, what I'm looking forward to is kind of not that aspect of the reselling, but I'm going to use this time to source. And I kind of have this plan that I'm going to source items and I'm going to every, I mean, this is going to be kind of crazy, but I'm going to buy probably a couple of totes every time I go out because all my totes right now are full and I'm going to source and I'm going to fill that tote up. And then I'm just going to that week, probably list the items that are in a tote and just keep them in that tote and label it that tote so it's going to be mismatched totes which is not what we want but then once we actually move into our our new storage i'll I'll arrange it Uh, but during those sourcing trips i'm going to be recording more i'm going to be dropping more youtube videos and i'm looking forward to our listeners jumping on over to youtube watching those videos hitting the like and subscribe and commenting am i missing things are there things i should be picking up like at this, one of this last garage sales, there was somebody selling beads uh, or jewelry making stuff and each their Plano boxes, like, you know, the, like the fish tackle type oh, Plano yeah. boxes okay. and they were full. And there was, I think 14 or 15 of these good sized Plano containers, just full of already sorted out different jewelry making stuff. And they only wanted $25 a pop for them. And I'm like, I know there's money there. There's probably a lot of money there, but I just don't know enough about it. So it'd be nice to have you know somebody who sees that on the comments, uh, let me know like, this is how much you can get for those types of things, or don't pick up unless. So I'm I'm excited to learn with more people, have those people watching, kind of helping me learn as we uh, as we document our adventures.
1: Nice. What about you? Well, you and I are doing some thrifting eventually too.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. we're we're thinking uh, coming up here in probably the end of May, maybe the uh, the beginning of June. Uh, we're we're going to drop a couple of them, see how we like them, see how you guys like them. We're going to do some uh, thrifting face-off videos where Lauren and I are going to walk into a thrift store and we're going to go our separate ways and we're going to see who can make the most amount of money. We will see. We yeah, will see. competition.
1: All right. So some of the same old, same old, I need to finalize what I'm going to do. So I'm not going to go into all that. We already talked about all that. So, and then uh, I, I, you know, I went researching for Amazon the other day, like scanning and mm-hmm. I couldn't find anything. Really? Which was, it, it, was a, it was the first time in a long time where I cannot. Now, I didn't spend as much time as I should have either. So got to be real about that. So my hope is that, you know, I I have a trip planned at the end of the month. Multi-day trip. So I, I need to get things figured out before that. Because usually what I do is beginning of June, end of June, I travel and I source for Amazon while I travel and I make a, I make a good amount of money because Prime Day is around that time. So I need to get back at doing that. Also, I'm trying to get back to my 3K listings on eBay. Uh and it's and it's working out. It's happening. So uh, you know, it's 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 nice to be able to it just I'm just frustrated right now because everything's a mess, right? Mm. I'm trying to get to 3K listings, I'm trying to build on my Amazon store. I have to move or not move. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's, just a lot going on, but uh, you know, it's, it's, that's how growth happens, right? Sometimes you're forced to grow and sometimes you choose to grow. I'm being forced to grow and I feel like I'm, I'm being forced to adult.
0: Right. Yeah. Which is a good thing. I mean, I mean, 41, it's, it's about time. Responsibilities, man. <laughs>
1: Responsibility. No, I'm just joking. I, I've been, I've been an old man for a long time. So an old soul, you would call me. All right. Anyways, before I offend anybody else, hopefully you all are having an excellent day. And as always, make sure to keep it real, relevant and reselling plates.
0: Peace.